Hi everyone. For, t for inspiring adventures today, I'm going to share with you an interview that I did with world famous tattoo artist Zoe Taylor. I met her in, at her shop, The Warren, on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, and she agreed to be, do an interview with me. And she shared some incredible, um, heart-wrenching story of her life growing up. And um, But she gave me so much hope and shared what she does that makes her happy. And she told me how what she does to make herself happy every day. And that is what she does to that she says um, is winning. So it's like, it's so great. And I hope it inspires you as it did me. Here you go. I'm Melissa Reyes, and this is Inspiring Adventures, and I would like to thank you for being here, and I would love to introduce you to my friend Zoe Taylor, and she's from the Warren Tattoo in West Hollywood, and I met her in a very unusual way, and I wanted to see if she would uh, be a guest on my show, and she is. She's here live in studio. Welcome, Yay. Zoe. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well, thank you. Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting for me. And so... Um, you know, it's a little awkward, but I wanted to tell you how we met and then ask Zoe some questions, and she has, you know, some things that she wants to share. So it was one of those amazing stories. So let me know if you can hear me and if you have any questions, and sh and sh thank you for being here and share it out with your friends. And uh, don't forget to go, and um, we'll put the link in, and you can like uh, the Warren Tattoo um, on Facebook. And... If you want to know more about Zoe, she has a wonderful page there. And, of course, you can see she's an amazing artist. I don't know if you could possibly do any of your own tattoos on your own self, but she does amazing work, too. <laughs> so I know that's a little ridiculous thing to say, but people do mm -hmm. ridiculous ridiculously talented things and you are ridiculously talented Thank you. <laughs> so um, anyway so one day I uh, got an email a lot of the, uh, the a lot of the interviews that I do you've met a lot of authors and um, celebrities on my show and I met because PR reps will send me their information and ask me if I want to cover events or interview them and that's how I first heard about Zoe and I got this little email and I went and found out about it but it was one of those things that was buried in my emails so by the time that I connected with her the thing was over or she just didn't you know it didn't happen but I still had it in my mind that I thought that she was cool, and it was right here in West Hollywood, and I looked at her page, and I thought, wow, I, I really want to connect with this woman. She seems so remarkable and so talented, and I really wanted to get a rose tattoo because she does these amazing roses. <laughs> and at the time, we were talking about starting out Bubbler Media, and it was like no lie. The day that I first discovered you, we were just having a conversation about having some type of contest or challenge, and I had made a comment uh, that um, if I 
if uh, like a hundred people followed us and donated to our Patreon page that I would get a tattoo that said bubbler or something like that. <laughs> and so then that day in my email was this tattoo artist that was local. And I was like, I wonder if she would go for something like that as like a promotional thing. And, but that's how it first came up. And I always think it's weird when something happens, something comes up, something's in conversation. And then that person or that thing kind of arise on your doorstep and it just meant to be that you meet and that's how it happened like for me and so then months went by and the next thing I know I'm having um, somebody asked me to have lunch with them and have a meeting I'm taking a meeting and they want to meet in West Hollywood and I'm looking at the map because I want to find something um, you know local local to where they are and I was looking around the area, and I'm like, hey, on the map, there's the Warren tattoo. And I just, so I, I emailed ahead, but nobody got my email. And, but I, but I walked in there afterwards, and I just thought, hey, is Zoe here? And they're like, well, who the heck are you? Do you have an appointment? And I'm like, no, but I have a show, and I would love to interview her, and maybe she has a moment to talk to me. Here's my card. And she said yes, and she talked to me. And I told her that I, you know, my weird story and that I would love to interview her. And she said to welcome me into her shop and into her little room, which is actually was doing a tattoo. And she said, you know, I'll, okay, I, I'll, you can interview me. In fact, there are things about myself that I would like to share with you. And I thought, wow, that's it's amazing. You don't know anything about me. So she probably did investigate me a little bit, I'm hoping, before she came to my house. Yeah. So I guess since she's here, I, she found out good things, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And here she is. Yay. Yay. So what was it like for you, for me to just walk in and ask and say, hi, can I interview you? Um, I mean, I get, I get lots of different types of requests of all sort and sometimes it's like oh my god no but you, I don't know there's just something really sweet about you and it's just like hey I don't know I feel like she's up to something cool well good well I feel like I am up to something cool yeah so you know I was inspired by the fact I, I think this whole year I've met a lot of women who are doing remarkable things scratch that I've met people who are doing remarkable things, and you're one. And one of the remarkable things that I envy and are very, I'm supportive of what you're doing is that you run a business and that you have a shop on this world famous street on Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood, which is some place. I mean, I've grown up here my whole life, and if I ever had a shop, I would have it there. I mean, it's the most amazing place, and it's beautiful. And I mean, I've been to a few tattoo places, and it's not what you would expect. Oh, it's just, pretty. it's like, it's pretty. It's kind of girly. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> says it looks like a jewelry box. It looks like a jewelry box. Uh -huh. It looks like an art, art I've gallery. I've had artists walk in and, and ask if um, they can have a showing there after we take these paintings down. <laughs> like, these paintings aren't going down. Yeah. Now, did you decorate it? Yeah. yeah. So that's all your style. It, mm -hmm. it screams that that would be your style. So I just am curious, how did you get to that point? Who are you? Where did you come from, and how did you get to be that business owner? Oh, boy, where are you when we start? Who are you? <laughs> where, how, like how did you I grow just... up in this area? Okay. I grew up, uh, I kind of moved around a lot, Louisiana, Colorado, Oregon, for most of my life and didn't have a very nice childhood. Lots of 
abuse and, and weird shit, but he went to prison. Okay. Um, uh, we put him in prison, so that was a mm. that was a winning moment. Um, but we we didn't go to school. Is that why you moved a lot because of the person? Um, yeah, I don't I don't know, just more family stuff. But um, you know, he you know progressively got us more and more isolated so that he could have you know maximum control. But um, so we were taken out of school. So I've only done um, almost two months of kindergarten as my formal education. Wow. Yeah. And we grew up um, in the woods. Like we later moved into uh, a city in my very late teens. I think I was 17 when we moved into like a place with electricity. But we lived in the woods. You didn't like, have electricity until you were in your teens? Well, I had kind when of. I was a kid, when mm -hmm. I was like a little kid. Um, but yeah, we moved out into the woods and we had, we could turn on the generator for electricity for, but you know, it used gas and that was expensive. So we turned on for like an hour a day to pump water and we'd have lights during that time and then you shut it off and then you go back to candles and lanterns and stuff. And, um, so we had just had a very unusual childhood. So we didn't have a TV. We didn't have neighbors. We didn't go to school. We didn't have a phone, you know, so it was, we were very isolated. We How old are you way now? Out. 35. Okay. All right. So it's like half your first half of your life was, was this way not nice okay yeah okay <laughs> so um can i ask you questions yeah to make it clearer so was this your father figure uh stepfather my stepfather. actual father is really cool and i got to know him more in my late 20s but uh, my stepfather not not a cool person and during the time that you were in the woods were you under the control of this man oh yeah yeah. And then, so did you feel like you broke free or got away from him and then he got put away? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It, it took, took you know, in retrospect, you think, well, I could have done this or that, but it took a really long time. It, the thing is, when people look um, from the outside, they're like, oh, well, maybe you could have done this or that, or, well, why didn't you this or that? But the thing is, when what I was living with was normal to me because I didn't know anything else, it doesn't occur to you or it doesn't seem like a real thing to, this you know, it'd be like somebody saying to you, well, why don't you just go live on the moon then? It's another yeah. round thing floating. And you're like, um, what do you mean? Yeah. This is just what you woke up. Yeah. Every so day. it's, it, you know, it took, you know, once we moved into the city and you started getting to know people and you're like, Oh shit, like this is not normal or this is not good. And then you start growing and then there's, it takes a long time to break those binds and get away. And then a long time after that to go through the legal process. And so it was a very long journey. What, um, when did you first have, gosh, <laughs> So when you moved to the city, mm -hmm. is that when it first kind of like opened up a new world for you? Yeah. And it's like, a, what city was it? Portland. Okay. okay. In Oregon. Okay. Um, on the one hand, it was like, oh my God, there's cool things. Like you can turn on lights in the middle of the night and you can run water and flush the toilet as many times as you want. <laughs> things like that. And we get, you know, there's a lot of cool things about it. Um, but then at the same time you start meeting people and you're like, oh shit, there's, this is not normal the way we're living. And, you know, you start seeing how other people are treated and you're like, Ooh, I'm not being treated good. Or, you know, or you see certain, you know, when, uh, when my stepdad, I, I just call him the monster, it's a mm -hmm. much more fitting name. Okay. So he, um, he isolate, isolated us, um, to such a degree that he could, he just had max, he just had complete control and he could be himself and he could be this, 
horrible person in front of all of us, and he was just normal. And then how many started, of you were there? There was five kids, okay. and him and my mom. And my mom was just very. Um, he, you know, organized things to keep her in the dark. So people, it's one of people's first questions. Well, what'd your mom do? What right. you Whatever. But she didn't know what was going on. Oh, um, really? He's oh, he was that smart. Wow. Is your mom I still was, around? Is yes. Okay. Yeah, we're really life? close. Okay. Yeah. So he, so you realized then he acted differently. That he had, that he knew something was wrong. And so yeah. Just how did you, how did you break from that? How did you? Uh, that, that was many years in the making. You know, he's still a minor, and you know, there's, you know, you ran away a few times. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it was a very, very long process getting out of that. Mm. And you never went to school. Mm-mm. So how does someone who never went to school know how to start a business? Well, I I wouldn't say I knew how to start a business. I figured out how to start a business. (laughs) Um, Yeah, when I first moved. Tell me. (laughs) When I first moved to LA. Because I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) When I, I remember the first time I tried to apply for a job and looked at a job application. And you're like, and it's all a job application is, is like previous jobs and previous education. Right. I didn't have anything to fill it out with. Mm-hmm. I could not fill out the job application. Did you learn to read at home and all that? Yeah, no, I, I knew how to read uh, when I was three. So, And my parents divorced it when I was five. So I already knew how to read and everything mm-hmm. before that stuff mm-hmm. happened. And my mom did some, like, homeschooling when we were really young. And then there was five of us with, you know, lots of different ages. So we would teach each other things and get books from the thrift store or the library or whatever. So we were self-educated, but mm-hmm. not, not like, you know, when people say, Oh, well, you're homeschooled. That's so cool. It, was, mm-hmm. it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like following a curriculum and treatment. No, and stuff like no that. we like, we had to hide from people during school years that nobody knew we were there. Wow. <laughs> That's, you know, I, I, first I want to say, I'm sorry that that happened to you and that mm-hmm. you went through that because I feel like, that should have happened to anybody. No. So I'm so proud that you got through that. And mm-hmm. I feel like now you're sharing the story so that, that A, maybe people are aware that things like this go on right here in our own country with our oh, own, yeah. in our own society right now. There's people out there living lives like this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so to, to help people like that. Yeah. And like you were mentioning earlier, you know, that I had things that I wanted to share and, and just to clarify, I don't necessarily like, I want to talk about this stuff, but mm-hmm. I understand how helpful it can be for other people. So for that, I'm always ready to share. Like mm-hmm. somebody can learn something from what I went through. I'm all yours. Well, I think it's really neat that you, um, you like meeting a new person who wanted to interview you. You're like, okay, it's not, Oh, you know, perfect. My life isn't all great, and so you're gonna you're gonna take a whole package if you're gonna open it. Well, I learned to warn people because yeah. you know you make the mistake the first few times, like oh, I'm just gonna ignore that, pretend it didn't happen. They're gonna think I'm normal, and then they ask you a couple of questions, like so, tell me about high school, and you're like, um, <laughs> where'd you go, to, you high go to high school? Wait, why you didn't you go to high school? And then it just gets complicated. So it's like, hey. It's a weird story. It's not a very pretty story. Is that, you, are you still interested? Okay. And if, if not, then people will be like, oh, okay, not what I thought. Bye. <laughs> I'm intrigued because I want to find out what what attracted you to, to get to the point where you're at now because you seem very successful. Who, tell, let's just step ahead a little bit and talk okay. about the Warren. Why is it called that? Okay, so did you ever read Watership Down? I did, but I don't remember. <laughs> so a Warren... <laughs> I'm like not as 
smart as you. I don't remember this stuff. A warren is a group of rabbits or a group of rabbit hunters. Oh, okay. I should remember that. But most that. people are like, oh, like in Watership Down. So, like, yeah. you know, the rabbits go back to the warren and I like bunnies. Okay. Okay. All right. So, it's that's why. Yeah. Okay. And there's bunnies everywhere. I don't know if you... That. I did. I did. You're an amazing, resilient woman, Aww. Cindy says. Thank you, Cindy. So, you know, I found that to be true, too. I feel like, you know, you seem so strong. You, you evidently are strong. Tough as shit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and um, you have to be, I think, to have all these tests, really. I mean, I have a few, and I know, like, I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I felt like after having natural childbirth a few times, I could have I could do just about anything, and so you know it's not easy to um, to do this to yourself. But you you know so you you have that that strength to where you could do anything, and maybe that's why you're willing to start a business. That's a risk. Yeah, I, that is very very scary. Like I'm gonna have so much faith in myself that I'm gonna risk everything right. and make this happen. Well, you have um, a beautiful shop, and I noticed that your the employees or your team—I don't mm-hmm. know what you call—but everybody dresses up. Everybody's very. So That's very actually nobody dresses up. Everybody, everybody just dresses how they normally dress. Wow. You yeah. have people you that should dress see nicely. Brand before she went on maternity leave. People thought we had model walking around. Yeah, mm-hmm. people are. are these are. It's. I mean, maybe that's Hollywood. I don't know, but not. <laughs> you know, I went to a couple rest a couple places on that street. Not everybody on that street's dressed up like that. It's just if there's something about it, it's very, very um, unique and and special. So. Um, Tell me about your dad because I did notice on your page that your dad's an artist also. Mm-hmm. So you maybe got your talent from him. He would like to tell you. I did. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into art? Um, I don't, I remember I always drew like as, as little as I was. And I can remember back to being two. Like I can remember drawing. I was always really intrigued by, you know, like looking at a picture in the funnies and being like, how do I know with so few lines that this person's smiling and that person is. So I'd like copy them, copy all the pictures to figure out, what was happening and then you know I remember I do remember seeing the drawing of my dad's and I was like how did you do that it looks like a picture and then so I couldn't stop drawing and trying to figure out how that happened but he was pretty much out of my life at the age of five mm-hmm. um, so I don't know if some of that stuff is in your genes or not but um, yeah, I think talent does come from your genes a little I don't bit. know well my husband's very musical and our kids are and I'm not so I always say so they maybe. get it from him so maybe. I don't know but also, like, when we were, you know, growing up out in the woods and, you know, uh, the monster did not like to be annoyed by children, so we were basically not supposed to make noises most of the time. So there's not a lot of options for things to do by candlelight silently except draw and read. Mm. I did a lot of both. That's it. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. And so that that was your way of dealing with it. Now, the pain that you dealt with, mm-hmm. you obviously have you know there's a healing process Mm -hmm. and you seem very whole and and healing what what did you do what have you done and what you're doing to handle what you went through uh there's a lot of different things um the legal process was definitely one of the hardest things i've ever done one of the most humiliating (laughs) difficult processes oh my god it was awful but that was healing in so many ways that I could not have anticipated. Um, 
reading of other people's stories, other people who've been through similar things, and you're like, oh, and they came out the other side. You know, at the beginning when you're like, you're you're ashamed because you think it's your burden to carry, mm. and you know, you find out that wait, I mean, this is not like not my fault. It's not my problem. It's not my burden. You know that that's huge. Right, right. Years and years of therapy, okay. therapy. Um, but yeah, just uh, one of the main things is for me is not being afraid to face it because I think being silent about things is just enabling the problem in the first place, you know? Um, so being able to talk about it, not like I go bug everybody with it, but mm-hmm. I need kind of to like not, it, I guess. yeah, or like just don't just... pretend it's not there. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like we were talking about earlier when people say, why well, are you over it? You know, you don't right. get over it, right. but I think people that say, oh yeah, you know, sometimes you meet people like, oh yeah, I've been through something similar. I'm totally over it. I didn't think about it anymore. You're like, you're so full of shit. <laughs> so I think it's really important to, to acknowledge it and to pay attention and I'm constantly learning things about myself like oh my god I react like that to that word because it's traumatizing instead of like and if I ignore that I just think I hate that person or whatever you know you think of the wrong reason for why you react certain ways so it's really important to be very conscious of it and to be aware and to be honest being honest with you know my mom and I when we were getting our relationship back you know we had to be very honest with each other and share and not if we would have pretended and have we wouldn't have a relationship even my siblings you know we went through so much stuff together that mm. you would never want somebody to see you go through so it was very hard to get to know each other again sort mm. of as adults mm. but it requires a lot of honesty to be able to do that are any of you married yeah, the um, children. The, yeah, there's five of us, and three of them have kids, and one is married. So relationships are probably tough. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, so it's something you have to go through your whole life dealing with what happened, and you know, absolutely. So, you know, that's that's. Um, you, I'm sure that you have a lot of support that have come from different places. Friends are probably really important to you. Did you have a friend that helped you through when you were first going through this? Or I, had, I had one friend who's here today that I credit with, honestly, no shit. I credit with the fact that I'm still alive. I credit yeah. him with that. Yeah. Well, do you want to bring him on and say hi? Hi, Bob. <laughs> okay, so we do have Bo here. He's Bo, right? Yes. Bo, he came with Zoe, and so I was really glad because I don't think any woman should go to some stranger's house by herself and just or anybody. You seem pretty trustworthy. Well, yeah. I know, but it's really cool that you have somebody that's been there you, your life and knows your history. Oh. Tell me about some of your favorite things. Like I know that you have a record collection and that you love to do swing dancing. So how did you get into those things? Yeah, I probably uh, more side effects from the weirdness of growing up. Like when you <laughs> when you don't have um, touch with you know like what's current and what's not, uh-huh. you really don't know like what's cool, and what's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got into some pretty cool things. Well, that are I thought it was cool. <laughs> you know, but when you're in your early twenties and you just moved to LA and you don't know really who Madonna is and like people who do not think you're cool. I'm sorry to love that but yeah no but swing dancing how fun Cindy says and it's true it's it's you know I think well I Lito and I took a swing dancing class when our kids were wasn't it fun yeah totally it's so much fun my parents I mean that was like I could dance with my dad because that was their time yeah you know but that it never goes away that's like every watch 
call him Dance with the Stars on a night, you know? I mean, it's like the classic, you gotta know how. But, um, but that for was me, the, yeah, well, for, I always wanted to dance. I always went, when I was three, I started asking for dance lessons and we never got to do that because we didn't have any money. And then as we got older, you know, the monster didn't want us associating with other people. So it was still no. Um, so I just got to this point in my early twenties. I was like, you know what? Instead of bitching about the fact that I didn't get to do that, I'm just going to start doing it. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah. So I do it and I have fun. Yeah. Now, and you, do you make your clothes or do you like, what is it about the fashion? You're really, you have a certain style. That so <laughs> okay. Fun. That's another problem. See, when I was a kid, I saw this. Elvis movie because we're at somebody else's house with a TV <laughs> and you know we have like our daily uniform was sweatpants usually with holes <laughs> sometimes underwear sometimes not t-shirt usually full of holes mm-hmm. rubber boots mm-hmm. for you know woods and cow boots mm-hmm. and stuff like that so I just remember seeing this girl on the TV and I had no freaking clue that that was a 1950s movie and like way out of date but this girl had on the most amazing dress and I just remember looking at it and thinking when I grow up, I'm going to dress like that and you're never going to wear this shit again. And And I do. It makes me happy. This is the thing when I, I am the happiest person I know and you gotta, you gotta find things that make you happy and do a lot of them. So when my outfit makes me happy, I'm winning. That is so amazing that you said that. Okay, so that is what my whole A Year in Bloom is about. Like I told you when I met you, and my I have this theory about having like a intention and have like this mindfulness of, you know, what I want to be like. So this year was to be about in bloom. And she says, I totally agree. Find things that make you happy. Yes. And so, you know, I surround myself with those things. I think about it every day. I put, I have pictures of flowers, you know, things that are about blooming and growing and thriving. And, you know, I am, I'm the happiest and healthiest and it makes me feel great. And, you know, so I wanted to ask you what you're passionate about and what your purpose is and what, you know, what your future holds. Well, okay. A lot? A lot, yeah. What are you so, passionate about? I I don't know how to answer that in one word except I guess if I had to pick one word, it would be joy, happiness. That's great. Yes. It, I always say it's a constant happy. pursuit of happiness. you got to keep working on it. Yep. Yeah, we can't just be happy one day and be done with that. <laughs> no, and you, and you can't sit around and wait to be made happy because that doesn't happen either. Right, right. You, know? you found your joy. Hell you yeah. did. I'm so happy. I do so much cool stuff. I do so many like ridiculous things that make me happy. Like, Bo gold-leafed my ceiling fan because it was really boring, and that makes me happy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You come up with some pretty cool ways to make yourself happy. Yeah, because I'm always working on it. If I'm ever really not happy, I'm going to go over to, this, to the you shop should. and just sit there. It is like, you should. It's like, zen. it's like a spa. Yeah. It's really neat. Except you won't get wet. No, <laughs> I might get inked. <laughs> All right, but so what is your purpose? What do you feel like you, you're here for? Um, I think that, well, I, I think I think that now I have two answers to that, and used to I had one, because uh, in recent years I've always thought my one purpose is to, that I've survived for some reason, and that's for, to be able to stand strong and help other people survive similar things. 
And I've always thought that was my only purpose, but I think I have two purposes. And I think my other purpose is to find so much joy that like when you look at the ratio of my life, because currently I haven't lived long enough to like outweigh the okay. how many yeah. shitty years I've had. Yeah. So I just, I just think just joy and happiness. And my mom says I teach happiness by example. So I think, I think those are all mixed together. I feel like that is why I, I wanted to know you because I want to be around happy people. And I think it's important that if you do that, everybody go out and find somebody joyful that you can get to know because it's going to make or you Or even feel better. more importantly than that, figure out what makes you happy. Do you know how many times you ask somebody like, what's your favorite this or what do you want to do? Yeah. It's like, I always know what I want to do and what's my, what, I mean, you just have to find joy. And a lot of times people think things that make them happy are silly or somebody else isn't going to approve or think it's cool or whatever. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Just find joy. Yes. Yeah. So how do you do that? Where, where are you? What do you want to do next? Well, I need more records. I need more record players. I need more clothes. <laughs> you like to collect things. I do. I like, yeah. Well, when I was a kid, I didn't get to own my own things. So I like stuff. Mm -hmm. And all those people mm -hmm. who don't like stuff, I like stuff. Mm -hmm. But I like pretty stuff. I like to surround myself with pretty things and use it like antiques and, you know, restore them and they work. And that's, I don't know. I just, I like pretty. But it's not just about stuff. Do you do a lot of traveling? Not a lot. I'm starting to a little more now because it's the only mm -hmm. way I can get a day off. <laughs> and um, tell me more a little bit of what kind of records Cindy wants to know. Well, quite a selection. Oh, I think I have about eight thousand of them. I think. Wow. That's my rough count. Wow, all vinyl. Mm -hmm. Vinyl has like a record player. Yes. A oh lot yeah. Of oh my gosh, that's cool. Somebody's got to take care of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. They're, I think they're starting to make final again. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're kind of coming back. Yeah, that's nice. That's cool. So do, uh, do you want to have a couple of, you know, artists that you want to? She's asking all these. I knew she was going to ask. Oh, yeah. You can't not answer Cindy's question. Yeah, well, but I have, <laughs> I have records ranging from, you know, like I had 78s that were made before, like, 33s, like the albums that everybody knows. Mm -hmm. And those were, those were being made from, like, 1901 into... 1958 mm -hmm. I think they stopped mm -hmm. making them mm -hmm. and I have a bunch of those I have a lot of sorry okay. 30s 20s 40s jazz oh. you know I have a old 1901 uh, Victor talking machine with the big horn wow. so pretty Cindy so, has a 78 what is it 178 I know really <laughs> I think I might have a few really yeah I, just, uh, I like love a, them they made these collections like like in a box yeah they have them yeah and like a bunch of my parents collections of those. I buy collections anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, neat. Okay. So let's talk about um, your art, your work. Um, who do you have celebrity stories you can share? Anybody that you I have some celebrity stories that I think, you know, a lot of them they don't like to be talked about, yeah. but some of them like uh, um, when I was, I was with my client and um, we walked across the street to Coffee Bean and this lady uh, was trying to stop me and ask me questions while I'm trying to order something. And it was like, I thought she was kind of annoying, but also like, I didn't want to be rude. And then she came, walked over to the shop after, and we were sitting outside with her coffee smoking. And <laughs> she like, she took off her sunglasses and she's like, well, I want to get tattooed today. I was like, holy shit, it's Cindy Lauper. Oh God. <laughs> and it's like, well, I'm like, like a voice. <laughs> I know. 
that that woman <laughs> swears more than I do. I'm holding back. Um, but she wanted to get tattoo numbers with my clients. I was like, I don't know. If you leave me your number, I can call you when I'm done. So she left me a post that said, Cindy, with her cell number. I gave it to my mom. And I was like, here's your autograph oh. and phone number. <laughs> Did she ever come in? Did you ever call her? Ever? Yeah, no, I tattooed her. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. One degree of separation, everybody, right now. No, I went to <laughs> I went to a show. The it was Cher's thirtieth, one of Cher's thirtieth anniversary shows, <laughs> and Cindy opened for her. That's pretty, pretty cool. Good. Well, yeah, I grew up cool. listening to her. You know, it was like one of those things. It was just like normal. So that yeah, was really cool. That is awesome. I called my mom right away. Oh yeah, guess who was just here? Yeah. <laughs> and I brought cool. her to post it. I was like, there you go. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's neat. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, apparently, Bruce Willis was in the shop one time for four hours, and you didn't. Know I didn't even notice him. They're like, I can't believe Bruce Willis is just here. I was like, when? That's what makes you so cool, though. <laughs> I know it's it really frustrating sometimes. But see, the only reason I bring it up is because I know people want to know Hollywood stories. That's what they right. like. You know, yeah. I used to have my show used to be called Tinseltown, you know, because I <laughs> wanted my guests to feel like they were stars. Yeah. I wanted to talk about everybody has a story to tell and everybody should feel like a superstar, you know, because you have your moment in the limelight or whatever. But then people thought that it was real, not real celebrities, not that we're not all real celebrities, but they thought that it was going to be celebrities they knew. And I'm like, no, it's just my friend. We're talking. <laughs> so, see, I wouldn't know I was sitting with celebrities either. Yeah, I, I know. Cindy knows more about celebrities than I do. But anyway, so any other things you want to share? I probably... You know. It's up to you. It's your, I'm just, you know, here to help and chat. Well, I think you're awesome. I think that it's very inspiring to see, um, you know, anybody. That's I do have I one thing you. I want to okay, share. Go ahead. Sorry, because no. you, you just you just started saying it kind of. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people, or I meet a lot of people who say, well, I always wanted to do that, but this or that, or I wish I could do that, or I wish I could wear a dress like that, or I wish I could whatever. Mm. And it's like, there's... I've found personally that there's no reason on this planet why you shouldn't or why you can't do whatever it is that you want to do. Because, you know, I came from out in the woods without an education and every obstacle and probably shouldn't have survived. And I own a shop on West Hollywood and Sunset Strip, you know, and yeah. there's nothing you can't do. It's not like I'm the ultimate success story because it's going to get better. But I'm just saying... I don't don't let things hold you back because there's a lot of times along the way where things could have held me back and fuck that. Sorry, that's, right. that's, sure. that's okay. I mean, it's Facebook, so you know what, what are they can gonna I do. do? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know that that is why you're that we need to hear this. We need to hear that your message is perfect. The world needs more Zoe's. Oh, hi, hi Michaela. Um, thank you for saying that. Absolutely, and that's why. You know, I wanted to hear that. I need to hear that. I think that we all need to be reminded of that. And I, I want to believe that even very successful people still need to be reminded that, you know, that you can still reach farther and do more yeah. because, you know, it's um, Look at Betty White. Hard. I know. <laughs> Look at Betty White. I love her. <laughs> so, you know, you could just keep going. And um, it's so good that, that you that you did and are doing what you're doing because, you know, pretty, pretty remarkable. You well, really being are. happy and working hard feels a whole lot better than being miserable and feeling like a victim. No. That sucks. Is it a choice? Yes, it is a choice. Thank you. Absolutely. 
Yeah. A distinction. It is a choice. Yeah. Well, I mean, what happens to you isn't a choice, but what you do with it. My, my whole thing when I started realizing, okay, I'm stuck here. Let's make the best of this. I was like, okay, pretty much every freaking yesterday that I've had is awful and has been tainted by people. So I was like, today they don't get to have, and not a single fucking tomorrow do they get to have. Sorry, I keep cussing. But that's my policy. <laughs> so whatever happened yesterday, today is yours, and every tomorrow is yours. Every tomorrow is You're going to make me cry. Now, Aww. I'm usually the one making other people cry, but you know what? <laughs> it just, um, you know, I wanted to take, it's not October yet, but it's practically October. I wanted to make October the month that we ignite your spirit. Cool. And this is just the perfect start because we are going to um, to really rock your world, everybody. Ignite your spirit. Get it going. You can do it. And Zoe's here to tell you. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And speaking of doing it, I think she's getting the little, uh, it's time to go uh, from Bo. From, <laughs> from so thank you for being here on Inspired Adventures. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you for having me. You're so awesome. Great go, girl. All right. If you have any questions for Zoe, if you'd like to find out more about her shop or if you want to get a tat, you probably, there's a probably a long waiting list, but you can check it out. It's the War and Tattoo, and we'll put a link in this in here, and um, you can connect with her right there on Facebook. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Thank Good you. night, Cindy. Thank you. That's it. See? I knew I liked you.